Grace is Us, stories of what God has done in and through the lives of Grace faculty, alumni, staff, spouses, and others. We're glad you've joined us. Here's our host, John Rubelit, class of 84. Our guest on this episode is Lamont Epp. His deep family connection to Grace and appreciation for the opportunity to attend Grace is understated and encouraging. I was grateful to get to know him. Thanks for taking the time, Lamont. No problem. So tell me where you're living at. You're well, we're, we're in the Omaha metro, in the outskirts of town, in Sarpy County. My wife and two kids. Okay, how old are your kids? I have a middle schooler, and Caden is in sixth grade, and then Cameron, my daughter, is in uh, second grade in Millard schools. So they're, they're home with you right now? Yes, they're e-learning and synchronous learning. Okay, well, that's a big word. I didn't even learn that word when I was in second grade. Well, it's, that's the sixth grader. He does uh, Zoom twice a week. I know who you are. I don't know you that, like, personally that well. Um, you're from, you're from Hamilton County? Yeah, I'm from a um, farm south of Aurora, about five miles. So were you one of my kids' age? Um, no, I'm, I have three older brothers. Uh, my eldest brother, Lauren, went to Nebraska Christian, graduated in 79. And then Lyman graduated from Aurora in 82. And Lonnie graduated in 86. And then I graduated in 90, also from Aurora. Okay. All right. I remember Lauren. He was yeah, I, fig I figured. I, I saw your age the other day on Facebook. So my, my eldest brother is 59. And yeah. 48, so. Oh, I, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy. So. He had a big afro back then. <laughs> now he doesn't have much hair. Does he? Does he live in Nebraska? He's in Aurora, actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. So are my parents. They're uh, both just turning eighty this year. Wow. Yep. So how how long have you lived in Omaha? Um. Well, pretty much ever since I finished high school, I I spent a couple years in Lincoln doing graduate school to get my master's. Um, but before that, I went to Grace, and I also went to the University of Nebraska to do engineering. But while I was at Grace, I uh, played basketball all four years. And one year, I was student body vice president. I was pretty involved, even though I was going to two different schools. So did you take a half, like a half load each place, or what did you do? Well, initially, my first semester at Grace, I was just going to play ball one year uh, for Coach Clawson because I didn't think I'd be able to do both doing structural engineering. Uh, needless to say, you know, I did most of my classes at Grace the first semester. I think I, I had a full load there. And then second semester, I started with just one math five-hour credit I met every day of the week, and that was my immersion in the UNO. So I was mostly at Grace my freshman year. But then after that, the next three years, I did, I think one semester, my sophomore year, I did half 
because I was on some kind of scholarship at Grace that I needed to be at least half to get the scholarship. But then after, I think I audited a couple classes and took, I always took at least one credit. It would usually be three hours, one class. Uh, the rest of the way, it was, it was kind of a co-op program, but it wasn't technically one that was an existing program because no one had ever gotten an engineering degree through Grace. I was going to say, I, I had never heard that that was a possibility. Well, yeah, I just made it so. <laughs> and I had to fight for every credit that transferred back to the university because they were more than willing to make me redo a whole bunch of humanities, which I had like 55 credits at Grace and I only could transfer like 21 or so. So that's why I said I have a little bit of a unique story um and i actually was married previously and my former wife had a very unique story because she became a medical doctor after graduating from grace she graduated from grace in early to mid 90s i think it was the 50th anniversary year so i've been 93 and then within 10 years she became a medical doctor so we were kind of two uh special cases in a way because no one had ever done either one of those well wow. did she go to the med center yes she did and then she ended up we separated because she went to university of iowa for residency and she just that that's where she's lived ever since so that's been 15 plus years so at some point you um got your graduate degree Yep, that was back in the late 90s. So I, I pretty much was in college solid for seven plus years because I did all these extra classes and then I went straight through to get my master's. I have like 225 credit hours or something. <laughs> and, and what did you, what was your graduate degree work in? And that was in structural engineering with a minor in geotechnical engineering which is the subsoil, um, everything below grade, basically. Let me turn that. I remember I had a, um, there we go. Lumi, I went to uh, UNL one semester. This is before I went to Grace. And I had a roommate, we shared a house, rented a house. And I guess we had an apartment together. His name was John too. And he was an engineering student. Yeah. And he didn't come out of his room. <laughs> um, like, and and yeah. he was uh, like, didn't want much noise in the house because that, he was, he was studying. I'm a atypical engineer because now I have my own business for the last several years full time. Um, when you were uh, co-oping or whatever it was, did you live at Grace? Yeah, I lived, I lived in the dorms, and then my junior year at Grace, as far as uh, athletic eligibility, I, I was married that summer, and we lived in the very housing, which was in the basement of that main hall on the east side there. Yeah. There was a special entrance on the far east side of the building off 8th, 8th and William. 
So I actually lived in the dorms, so to, so to speak, for six or seven years. Half of it married, half of it unmarried. Wow. So, so did you not play basketball after you got married? No, I did. I finished my senior year. I only had one more year. Uh, so yeah, one, once I once I did one year, I, uh, Coach Clawson got a assistant coach at the tournament my freshman year, which was Gary Preble. You probably know Gary. I played with Gary. Yeah, I figured you knew him. Um, so he became the assistant, and that was a that was a real boon for for my motivation because that. My freshman year, I was kind of mired on, you know, a short minute burst here, there, you know, if somebody was in foul trouble. And so I was a little discouraged and I knew my engineering courses were going to pick up. But Gary convinced me that, yeah, just, just stick with it. I think you might be on to something. So I ended up becoming a thousand point scorer um, at Grace. It was a lot of fun when I played at Grace. We won almost 90 games out of like 105. So it was a pretty big turnaround from uh, my two years when I contributed in Aurora. With, <laughs> I remember every one of them. I remember them like every yesterday, and this is 30 plus years ago now. But hard to believe, but time flies. Yeah. Well, what are some of the things that you tell people about Grace? Well, one of the things that stands out to me is just because I also went to these UNO and UNL, um, and you really don't have any relationship with your professors. I mean, I had a little bit because I became a, a GA in structural, and so I was already in the program about five years, but immediately at Grace, I mean, I went to Mr. Barry's house and watched college football with him. You know, I was an 18 or 18 year old freshman. It would never happen at a big school. Are you kidding? Yeah. I always thought that was pretty cool. He lived right across the street to the east. And I remember, I remember the game we watched. It was the Huskers' uh, greatest season ever, you know? It's like, I remember it was like yesterday. I just watched it with my professor, you know? <laughs> so you enjoyed knowing your professors um, yeah I, and they would pray for you you know if you had a legitimate concern of any kind whether it was schoolwork or not they would come to you and you know I can tell there's something going on <laughs> but you know at Grace they were all about serving others and uh, I always thought that was pretty awesome you know I grew up in a small town and I loved it. Grew up on a farm, loved that. So when I went to a small college, it supplemented going to the big school where I thought it was like a perfect marriage, you know, of big and small. Cause I, you know, I grew up in a town of 4,000. Coming to Omaha is like New York City to a small town kid, right. you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, uh, Playing basketball, you have a lot of memories of traveling with guys and yeah. a trip to Mali, West Africa is uh, yeah. quite an adventure. Yes, it was. Tell me a little bit about, about 
Uh, like you had a different experience at Grace, but obviously some a really good one. It was good for you. But um, like really the mission of Grace and what it's about, how does that connect to your life? Well, I've, I've been involved um, with Grace through my family since I was a kid. Very early age. My, uh, both of my parents ad- attended um, and pretty much all of my brothers at some point lived there or went to school there. Um, my dad was on the board of directors for 15 years, including the chairman of the board for a number of years. And so it was always a part of our life. I, I used to come up in the early 80s and watch my fellow Auroran, Rick Noctigal, play hoops. And that might have been when you were playing, John. Yeah, I played with Rick. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would go up, his, his uh, younger brother was my age, and so we'd go up and watch his big bro play and, you know, dream. My, my buddy Rob, he went out and played football up in the St. Paul area. Yeah, Rob, Rob not to go, his cousin. Yep, yeah. yep. Grace has always been a part of our life is what I'm getting at. It's, it's, it never wasn't a part of our life. Um, I had many opportunities to have done many other things, but I never took my focus off. I was going to go to Grace. It was just initially I thought it would be for one year, and then I would just continue on and, and – and do all my other stuff for engineering elsewhere, right? Um, but it just worked worked itself out that I enjoyed sticking with basketball, and then I found a girlfriend and a job and marriage, and you know, just yeah. it just kind of developed. And pretty soon, you're in college for a really long time. <laughs> Well, you were anyway. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I knew I wanted to just get it all done at the same time. I didn't want to come back. Like my wife, she just finished her uh, educational leadership doctorate a few weeks ago. So she's now a doctorate in uh, special education. Well, well, you mentioned a number of people that you – spent time with the grace um are there any maybe one or two others that you got to know that um you are just part of your memory of grace well yeah there was one other one other guy that was uh kind of a family friend his his dad also served on the board of directors he was actually from canada and him and i were both co-op students he went he went to unl for physics um, and he's been doing, I think he's been doing that kind of work for many, many years for big, big companies. So it's just kind of cool to see, you know, it doesn't matter where you started. You know, he started in some little town in Canada and I started in some little town in Nebraska. You can do what you set your heart to. And I've also served in ministries along the way. Um, my parents are heavily involved now with Haggai International, and I, I serve on their committee here in Omaha, which is fundraising efforts for, uh, it sends nationals 
directly from their own communities to leadership training, and then they go back and minister to their own people. And so it doesn't require missionaries immersing themselves into a culture for a decade and ministering while they're trying to immerse. These people not only themselves minister, then they also minister to a hundred other leaders and those hundred other leaders eventually each minister to another hundred. And so it's just becomes a giant pyramid of success and they're reaching people with the gospel. And I, I think that's a, as an engineer's mind, it just makes way too much sense. Like, <laughs> if we want to exponentially make believers in Jesus, let's do it with people that already live where they are. They're leaders in their community. They're pillars of society. They're most effective in their own land. And so I've, I've been a big champion of Haggai's work. And so that's something my parents have been doing for, oh, it's 12 plus years now, I think. Hmm. And you're doing, a, you, you said you have your own business? I do. For the last, uh, oh, for about 20 years, I worked for others in, in architecture, engineering firms, consulting firms. I've worked for a custom steel structure manufacturer. I've worked for a, a contractor that does things in the oil industry. I've done a lot of different things that set me up for what my heart's desire was, was to be an entrepreneur. And I've had several, besides the golf course, I've done other things in the past 20 years. And the last six, I've had this business uh, it's called Ep Engineering Ingenuity. The ingenuity is I spell with an E because the word engineer means ingenuity. So in my book, it should be spelled with an E. So anyway, I call it E3. So if you look at it, it looks like my yeah. symbol is like that. An E and the three look like prongs against each other. Yeah. Well, you, so you decided against flatland ingenuity. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think Flatland Hills was going to be incorporated, <laughs> but I still had a creative bent on uh, the name itself. I started with E three, and then I worked backwards because I already had Ep in engineering, so I yeah. just third word. Yeah. Well, thanks for the conversation. Yeah, appreciate no it. Problem. For grace, you never say. Wrong.